This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Kansas City where the Indians are closing out the regular season with a series against the Royals. Good show lined up for you today as we get closer to the end of the regular season and the start of playoff baseball. We will hear from some of the best in the Tribe's rotation. Corey Kluber, Mike Clevenger, and Shane Bieber all will appear on this week's show talking about their seasons to date as they make their final starts of the year. Also, Adam Rosales will join us, Indians utility man who has a a great story about perseverance, certainly, and uh, coming through when it matters most. And we'll have a weekly farm report as well. But first, a look back at the week gone by, which started in Chicago on Monday night. Indians getting off to a good start on the road swing behind the work of Corey Kluber, who was going for win number 20 on the season. And it was a, an outstanding pitcher's duel between Kluber and Dylan Covey of the White Sox. Shutouts going through six innings. But in the seventh, Brandon Geyer got the scoring started for the Tribe. Geyer, sack bunt, hit into a double play. The pitch. He drives one high. He drives it deep to left field. And it is gone. Brandon Geyer has made it a one nothing Indians game with his seventh home run. He got it into the White Sox bullpen in left. And Brandon Geyer has got Ian Hamilton saying, are you kidding me? The last time Ian Hamilton made a pitch against the Indians, he watched Jason Kipnis circle the bases with a walk-off grand slam five days ago. Then it was Kluber going back to work with a lead for the first time in the seventh. One nothing Indians, two down in the Chicago seventh. The 2-2 offering. Swung on, looping liner to second. Jumping into shallow right to catch it. Adam Rosales, nicely done. And Kluber's night probably done. 108 pitches in another tremendous effort by Corey Kluber. Seven shutout innings of four-hit baseball in which he has struck out 11 and walked one. In the eighth, Andrew Miller was on trying to hold on that one-run lead. Brandon Geyers, home run to left in the seventh. 
That's the only run in this game. Now the payoff. Inside corner, strike three called at 94 miles an hour. Miller overmatches the Sox here in the eighth inning, striking out a pair. And the Indians maintain this 1-0 lead as we go to the ninth. Then the Indians put together some insurance in the top half of the ninth inning, thanks to Adam Rosales. And the pitch swung on, hammered to left. Down the line it goes. It is a fair ball and a home run. How about that for Adam Rosales? His mom will undergo triple bypass heart surgery tomorrow, and he just set a record for sprinting around the bases in his hometown with a bullet home run down the left field line, and the Indians have a 2 to nothing lead. And Adam Rosales has his first home run as a Cleveland Indian. They added two more to make it a 4-0 lead, and then it was Cody Allen on to finish things up in the bottom half of the ninth inning. The next offering swung on a little jam job, shallow center. Allen's coming in, makes the catch, ball game. Corey Kluber's a 20-game winner. The first Indian to win 20 since Cliff Lee in 2008. And Corey Kluber, the first Indian since Gaylord Perry in 1974 to win 20, strike out 200, and pitch 200 innings. The Indians shut out the Chicago White Sox tonight by a final score of four to nothing, and the Indians win their 88th in dominant fashion. So a four nothing Tribe win, Kluber wins number 20, and we'll hear from Corey later on in Tribe Talk. But first, continuing with our weekend review, Tuesday a 5-4 loss to the White Sox as Daniel Palka hit a walk-off single in the ninth inning to help Chicago come from behind and win it 5-4. Wednesday, the Indians back in the win column thanks to Shane Bieber and also a lot of offense on that Wednesday night ball game. The Indians jumped in front early thanks to Francisco Lindor. Now the pitch to him. And he sends a line drive to deep left field. Forget about it. one nothing Indians. Francisco Lindor on an 0-2 pitch. Hits a laser to the bleachers in left. And he just continues to add to his club record for most leadoff home runs in a single season by a Cleveland Indian. Lindor has hit his 37th homer, a career high. And he has his 90th RBI, a career best. Edwin Encarnacion's RBI single in the third made it 2 nothing, And then the big man was back in the fourth. Here comes the 2-1. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball deep left center. Home run, Encarnacion. A three-run bomb for Encarnacion. And the Indians now lead it 5 nothing. What a night going for Encarnacion. Three hits, four runs driven in. Home run number 32 on the season, and he has now driven in 105. More offense in the sixth inning, beginning with Jason Kipnis. Kipnis bangs it toward first fair ball, went right over the bag by the diving Davidson. Kicks off the sidewall. Kipnis on his way to second, sliding with a double as Donaldson and Alonzo score, and the Indians lead it 9 to nothing. So Kipnis has his second hit, 
in the last two innings. His 28th double, and he now has 74 RBIs. And then Roberto Perez. The pitch swung on, hammered up the alley in right center. It'll take one hop, bang, over the wall. A ground rule RBI double for Perez, scoring Kipnis. And the Indians now lead 10 to nothing. And Rick Renteria, who continues to add to that bonus clause each time he makes a move to the mound, will have another pitching change. Ten runs would be more than enough for Shane Bieber, who was looking to go 7-0 on the road this season. The 2-2 pitch. Swung on, broken bat bouncer up the middle behind. Second backhander by Gonzalez. Off-balance throw. Good stretch by Alonso. And a good play on both ends to end the inning. So Bieber, his night might be done. He's made 90 pitches in six innings. He has struck out nine. He's blanked the White Sox on two hits. My goodness, this is shades of what he did the last time against Chicago. And it's 10-0 Tribe going to the seventh. So it was a 10-2 final for the Tribe on that last night in Chicago. Then it was on to Kansas City. And uh, the Indians dropped a ball game Thursday night here 2-1, but came back with a vengeance on Friday night, a 14-6 victory for the Indians. The game was scoreless until the third inning when Jason Kipnis got a hold of one. The pitch. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to right field. This ball is gone. Jason Kipnis, what an at-bat. He hit two home runs foul and then hits a fair home run into the Royals' right field bullpen. That's number 18 for Kipnis. It's his third career home run off Ian Kennedy. And the Indians have taken the lead one to nothing here in the third on a towering blast down that right field line. Meanwhile, Mike Clevenger was just tremendous on the mound. And in the top half of the seventh inning, the Indians offense exploded. RBI singles from Yonder Alonso, Roberto Perez, Edwin Encarnacion, plus two more runs on a Kansas City error. And all of a sudden, it was 6 nothing Tribe, but it wasn't over yet. Bases loaded for Josh Donaldson. Lindor at third, Ramirez at second, Encarnacion at first. Now the 1-0 pitch. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to left. Gordon is back, looking up, grand slam! Over the Indians' bullpen, into the seats in front of the Royals' Hall of Fame. What a prodigious blast for Josh Donaldson. A grand slam to put the Indians on top. The Indians now lead it 10 to nothing. A nine-run seventh. And Donaldson with the Indians, 11th Grand Slam of the year. Oh, my goodness. A double and a Grand Slam. Anybody think Donaldson won't help next week? And then it was Clevenger putting the finishing touches on an absolutely tremendous regular season. Clevenger has retired 12 in a row. Now the 2-2. Swung on, banged to first by the diving Rosales, down the line, off the sidewall toward the corner. Barnes plays the carom, and O'Hearn has his 10th double, and the Royals have their third hit. And Terry Francona will make 
a call to the bullpen and Mike Clevenger will end the regular season with exactly 200 innings pitched and 207 strikeouts and he'll get a career best 13th win. What a job by Clevenger. The Tribe added three more runs in the ninth and went on to the 14-6 win over the Royals on Friday night. Stay tuned. When we come back, we will hear from Adam Rosales as Tribe Talk continues on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Kauffman Stadium. In Kansas City, where the Indians are closing out the regular season with a series against the Royals. Earlier this week, a special night for Indians utility man Adam Rosales, who hit a home run Monday night in Chicago and uh, came under trying circumstances for him. The very next morning, his mother was going to be undergoing triple bypass surgery in a Chicago hospital, his hometown. So uh, certainly... A nice quirk in the schedule for him to be able to be there for that. And then having the chance to play Monday night prior to that surgery for his mom. And uh, for him, he said he was just happy to be with the Indians, getting some significant time down the stretch. Yeah, they told me, Millsy told me on the plane that I'd be playing second base. And actually, I love playing second base. I feel like I'm really comfortable over there. But I knew I was playing behind Court Kluber. You know, and I knew he was going for his 20th win, and that's something really special to play for, especially right now, you know, because, you know, we've clinched the playoffs. Now it's like, what, what, what's the main purpose here? And I think to, to you know, the, to play for a purpose, like to back a guy up like that for his 20th win. And obviously he did a great job like he always <laughs> does, but it, it's always fun to play behind a guy like him. And, and you contribute with a home run, which I know uh, they don't come every day. But uh, you got a hold of one late, and, and does that just figure into the whole mix of, of the night? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, those home runs don't come too often. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty special. Yeah, obviously we're up one nothing, but any kind of insurance run uh, is helpful. A lot of fans talking today about your home run trot, which it's not a trot. You're, you're burning around the bases. When did that start for you, and, and why have you kept that going? <laughs> I know. It's always a question that I get. <laughs> It started here in Chicago. This is where I'm from, right? And uh, my first home run, actually, I hit left-handed, and I just jogged around the bases. And to me, it felt awkward. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start. No matter what, from here on out, I'm going to hit a home run. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like run like I hit a triple. And it just felt more right to me. And I've been doing it since I've been, what, 12 years old? Now, like, ever since then, I'm just, like, it's a tribute to my 12-year-old self. You know, I said, I'm going to play the game like I'm 12 years old. And it's kind of, it's it's been a big benefit for me um, personally to keep my spirits up no matter what. And, and it seems like the fans enjoy it. My teammates always, they seem to like it, but I don't know. They give you a hard time about it sometimes. And you mentioned playing like you're 12. And I think a lot of players probably try and do that. 
Um, this year, though, for you, you go to spring training with, with a major league team, but don't make a club and the Indians sign you and you spend a year in the minor leagues. It, can that help that attitude of, of playing like you're 12 when maybe things don't go the way you had planned them? Of course. That's so you got to dig deep. You got to dig deep back into your, your 12 year old self. What's really important to you? What, what's your what's your values of this game? And that's what you learn, you develop when you're 12 years old. But yeah, this year in AAA, I mean, it's been a very humbling season for me, you know, and, I, and I'm grateful for uh, this this opportunity to come up here and, and help contribute at the major league level as well. Adam Rosales joining us. Fans who were listening last night, Tom Hamilton mentioned that uh, you were playing with a lot on your mind, and, and sometimes we don't think about that. We just see what happens on the field, and you don't think that there could be things happening elsewhere. Your mom had a major surgery this morning. How did everything go? Yeah, I mean, it was, she had actually a quadruple bypass, um, but it went smoothly. We were there for her early in the, early in the morning. Um, my brother flew in, my sister flew in. And we have a lot of family around here in Chicago that is there to support her, and she's a strong woman. But before I hit that home run yesterday, I was actually, because we, we came to the stadium a lot when I was a kid. You know, um, it was kind of further away than Wrigley Field, but we come here, and there was one time I, I asked my mom if we could walk all the way up to the upper deck over here down the right field line, right, all the way up there. Because I, I love looking down. I, I don't know, I just like seeing the game from a different perspective. I loved it. My mom's like, of course, all right, yeah, let's go do it. So we, we sat up there for a couple innings, and last night before the home run, after my third at bat, I actually I looked up there. And I was, I was, it just brought back memories of being at this ballpark and it just so happened, you know, the, the, uh, hit that home run. And it's just is special. It's just, it's a, it was a pretty cool home run for me. My family's here and, and to know my mom was going into the big surgery. It's pretty, pretty neat. I'm glad to hear everything that has gone well. And uh, it really was a, a neat moment last night to be sure. Adam, thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. That's Adam Rosales who had a, a big week earlier this week and certainly has been a nice addition to this ball club here in September. The major league veteran who got the call up after spending the entire season at AAA Columbus. Stay tuned. When we come back, we have a montage of interviews from Indian starting pitchers who have had great seasons. We'll begin with Corey Kluber after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. to hop back on the bandwagon, folks. <laughs> Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Kansas City and Kauffman Stadium where the Indians close out the regular season in preparation for their third consecutive postseason, which begins next Friday in Houston. Well, earlier this week, Corey Kluber notched his 20th win of the season, first time in his great career that he has won 20 games in one season. We caught up with him the next day and asked him what winning 20 games means to him. I mean, I think it's a cool achievement. It's a nice, you know, round number, so to speak. Uh, like you said, there's historically that, you know, 20 wins has held a lot of significance. So I think it's it's neat. Um, more than that, though, I think it's just that, you know, I've, I've given the team a chance to win a lot of times. I think that's the ultimate goal for starting pitchers, to give the team a chance to win. 
And when you look at, at what it takes to get there and, and put your team in position to win that many times, obviously innings, durability, all of that comes into play. And, and is that more an indication of, of those types of things when, when you get to a milestone like that? Yeah, I think more often than not, they, they probably go hand in hand. Um, you know, I think that, that there's there's cases where, you know, you might be able to, to do it in a little bit quicker time, but I think that more often than not, it's probably, uh, you know, a byproduct of, of being healthy and, you know, making all your starts, things like that. It seemed like your teammates, coaches, Tito, they may have uh, enjoyed it as much, if not more, than you did, or at least uh, felt honored to be a part of that and and when you hear them talking about what you mean to this team it what does that reflect to you and when, when you hear certain things players honored to be on the field and and be a part of a 20th win like last night I think that's just the, the type of group of guys that we have you know I mean I think if you you pay attention throughout the year you know when when Jose got you know to 30-30 everybody was in the dugout celebrating that um you know Edwin got 100 RBIs the other night for the however many years in a row, can't keep track, but, you know, um, guys were all celebrating that type of stuff. I think it's just, you know, we're all all pulling for each other, and I think we all obviously realize that, you know, when, when somebody does something special individually, it's it's going to help the team to, to win ballgames. You'll have one more start, and as you get closer to postseason, you've had a, a couple of postseasons under your belt now, and, and how do you feel at this point in the season going into it from a, a preparation standpoint and also going off of some things that you've learned the first two times around? feel good you know I feel like um personally I feel like I'm in a good spot team wise I feel like we're in a good spot um you know we still got a week or so left to to finish out strong and like we like we just talked about you know not get complacent and you know avoid kind of that letdown before before we get to the postseason because that's obviously what everybody's looking forward to and you know why you play the game is is for those situations well Corey congratulations on the win last night thanks a lot for coming by I appreciate it thank you yeah, that's Corey Kluber, who has had another outstanding season. 20 wins, more than 200 strikeouts, and 200 innings pitched. Joining him in the 200-200 club, Mike Clevenger. He got there on Friday night, and when we caught up with him after his game on Sunday, where he notched his 200th strikeout, which turned out to be historic. The Indians, the first team in Major League history to have four pitchers in the 200 strikeout club. Well, Clev was saying, the moment kind of snuck up on him during the game on Sunday night against the Red Sox. Yeah, I mean, I knew uh, I knew going in I was four away. I knew I got those, you know, three Ks with all the walks and hit by batters in the first inning. But at the time, I mean, uh, at first and second, no outs against a good hitting ball club that was about to turn over the lineup and get back to the leadoff spot. So when I struck him out at first, I was just, you know, pumped up thinking we got the one out, you know, and get a ground ball, get out the inning. And then it wasn't until I turned around, I was like, oh, goodness, like that was a, that was a 200 K. So then I had to kind of take a minute and collect myself behind the mound and then get back to it. The significance of 200 strikeouts, I mean, you can talk about innings trying to get to 200 wins, obviously, ERA. What about strikeouts, though? What, what does that mean in terms of a quality starting pitcher? I mean, it's just hard to do. I mean, a 200 strikeouts is more of a testament to, you know, how often we get to run out on the field, more so than I think even just the stuff. I mean, it's, it's hard enough to get a strikeout in the big leagues, but to be able to go out there every fifth day without, you know, taking time off and keep getting those strikeouts. I think that's a testament to the work amongst this whole starting rotation. And I know it doesn't seem like you chase strikeouts. I, Trevor Bauer might chase a strikeout now and again, but it, it seems like it just comes in the course of trying to get hitters out. And, and do you ever feel like you're chasing strikeouts or do they just come as part of what you do? 
No, I mean, if you doing that's kind of counterproductive. So I mean, you gotta th you gotta throw for more contact, and then obviously if you get that, you know, two strikes and like last night, if I got two strikes, my slider's feeling good. Of course, I'm thinking punch out every time I throw it. I mean, there's not a time, there's not a batter that gets up there. I'm not expecting to punch out, but that's not what I'm chasing. I mean, I expect that, but I hope every pitcher expects that. <laughs> when you look at uh, your season here, I know you've always been really conscious of uh, giving a lot of credit to the others in that rotation and that it's an honor to be in that rotation. And, and does this kind of reinforce that, the accomplishment of last night? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same the same motto your parents taught you when you're growing up is, you know, surround yourself with the people that, you know, look like they're going to succeed as well. Like the better people you're around, the better you're going to be. And I think that's a, the case right now. I mean, we all, not that we all don't have the talent and the skill, but I mean, I think just surrounding yourself with greatness brings the greatness out of you at the same time. That's Mike Clevenger, a great outlook on what has been a tremendous season, and you get the feeling there's more to come in the postseason for Clevenger. Shane Bieber has also had an outstanding year, and uh, he won his 11th game of the season in Chicago. And uh, for a rookie, that's a pretty good milestone for him. And he says there's several keys as to why he has performed better as the season has gone along. Yeah, I've been feeling better, feeling more comfortable. Um, I think one thing for me is – is especially later on in the year I was I was starting to, to learn a lot but the inconsistencies were still there and uh, especially third time through the order trying to figure out how to set guys up for that for turning over the lineup two or three or four times and um, I think I struggled a little bit with that but I've been learning a lot and guys have been really helping me as far as approaches and, and figuring out the best way to attack it because um, you know in reality that's that's one of the tougher things to do is, is that's how they communicated it to me is one of the toughest things to do is to learn how to get through a lineup a third time. Um, so just trying to learn that and, and make adjustments as, as quick as possible has been key for me. So so often when you talk about pitching in September for that first time, it's a physical thing. How are you holding up physically? But for you, it was more strategy and, and how to attack hitters. Yeah, yeah, I feel really good physically and, and mentally, and I feel like I'm in a really good spot uh, in, <laughs> in in all aspects like that. So it's, it's really about... Uh, continuing to learn and continuing to, to build off of each start and each outing and, and going from there and competing. 11 wins in the major leagues this year. And you start the season in the minor leagues. Uh, obviously, you have goals to get here as quickly as possible, but could you have imagined it going the way it has? <laughs> I, uh, I knew that's what I wanted, but, you know, I, I recognize that things don't always uh, kind of stack up or add up to, to your expectations. So... There's a lot of outside factors that I couldn't control, so I was just really focused on trying to go out there and be myself and, and do my thing at whatever level it may be at. And I'm extremely fortunate things have kind of lined up the way they have and uh, to be able to come here and, and try to impact this team in a positive way. Shane Bieber joining us, won his 11th ball game on Wednesday night over in Chicago. Uh, you brought up a good point the other day, uh, too, about the end of the season. Being in the race, having something to play for, postseason on the horizon, all of that. Uh, how does that impact you as either a position player or, in your case, a pitcher when, when you're trying to get through those days in September? I think it's big. I think it's a, a huge motivator. You, you want to be the last team standing, and, and I think that um, can really impact guys mentally you know, in a positive way uh, and, and be extremely encouraging as well as you know, in a physical way. I think you get that kind of second wind, and, and you go out there, and, and you want to be the last team standing, like I said. So... Uh, really just trying to make this push to the end of the regular season and, and carry some, some big momentum going into the ALDS. 
He had a chance to pitch in the College World Series, uh, the, the pinnacle of college baseball, and, and now uh, the postseason in Major League Baseball is right around the corner. Uh, expectations there? Any, any thoughts about what you think it might be like? Uh, I, I, I'm not really sure. I suspect it'll be a little bit different, <laughs> a little bit more intense. But, um, you know, one thing I learned back then was to really enjoy it and take it all in while I can because, you know, these opportunities don't come every every day. So uh, I've had a, a, quite a few people mention to me that it doesn't usually go like this your first season to be able to, you know, clinch the postseason and, and to be able to go into that um, within your first rookie season is pretty, pretty spectacular. So I'm, I'm looking forward for the opportunity. Yeah, it's been fun to watch you pitch. And, uh, Shane, nice going on a great regular season. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. And Shane Bieber talking about his big season here in 2018. Stay tuned. We'll have a farm report coming your way shortly after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. Time now for the weekly farm report, and we step aside from our normal weekly farm report with James Harris, the Indians Director of Player Development for the Tribe. The minor league seasons are done, but there are still activities on the minor league side for the Indians, including the Player Development Program, which saw a handful of the Indians' top prospects in town in Cleveland over the last week to 10 days or so, and many of them were at the ballpark on Sunday taking in the Indians game against the Red Sox. Included in that group, Andrew Kalika, an outfielder who played at AA Akron this season, an 11th round draft pick by the Tribe back in June of 2016, and this past season hit 278 for the Rubber Ducks with six homers, 49 runs driven in in this his third pro season. He was drafted out of Cal Santa Barbara and was a college teammate of Shane Bieber, who has been just tremendous for the Indians and certainly something that Kalika and uh, some of his other college teammates are quite proud of. Yeah, he and I went together at uh, Santa Barbara. It's, uh, it's been a good experience getting to see him and his uh, progression and being able to go up through the system and seeing what he's been able to do. And uh, the week here, uh, the opportunity to come in here and, and do some different things, uh, what are some of the takeaways that you've had, uh, some of the things that have really, you think, will benefit you down the road? Oh, it's been really cool to uh, be able to see all the resources out here and being able to talk and connect with some of the front office staff and some of the other uh, players we've had a chance to, who are, we've had a chance to talk to and just being able to learn from their experiences and being able to use those resources and take that back with me and being able to use that has been pretty special. And in terms of, of coming to games here, um, what does that mean being in the system, seeing where you want to get to at some point down the road? It makes it a little bit more real, you know, being able to uh, watch that and know that, you know, you're only you're, you're really only a couple steps away and uh, being able to see this kind of environment. And, uh, love love being able to see an Indians games and uh, watch the, the fans. The fans are really cool to see how they the atmosphere they create out here. It's been it's been pretty special and it just makes it seem a little bit more real. Andrew Kalika joining us, outfielder at AA Akron, and uh, a recent draft pick for the Tribe, same year as, as Shane Bieber. And uh, when you talk about Cal Santa Barbara, 
what was it like kind of putting them on the map with the, with the College World Series run and, and being a part of that? It's been uh, working under Andrew Check as the head coach there. It's been a real uh, lot of fun to see that program progress. I was able to be with him, his first recruiting class, and watching the past four years that the way that program, the direction it moved, and uh, putting itself on the map, being able to the year before we made it to the World Series, we made a playoff series too, and uh, didn't necessarily go the way we wanted it to. But um, being able to grow from that and see the way that the program was moving forward was, was a really special experience. And to be drafted by the same team that a teammate was, uh, what was that like for you guys? How did that conversation go? Oh, it was, it was it was really special. You know, it's not something, I mean, you would really expect. I mean, you got 30, 30 different organizations, and for us to end up in the same draft year, for us to be able to do that together, it's like it's like moving moving towards the same goal at the same time and um, being able to see what Beaver's done and us kind of moving up together and being able to see what he's doing, it's, it's, it's really special challenges for a player in the minor leagues you're at that double a level which uh, a lot of people talk about that being a separator level for a lot of players and uh, have you found that uh, going through this season that that long minor league season and, and the challenges it presents yeah you know um it's been been definitely a definitely a learning curve you know you you get to this level and you got to you got to figure out more about yourself as a player and the kind of routines that you're creating for yourself to put yourself be able to to go through a full season 140 150 games plus playoffs and um, knowing that down the line you know you've got the big league staff who they're going through they're going through 160 playing games plus a month of playoffs so being able to put yourself in a position where you can create good routines and and hopefully here is the time where you're going to put yourself in a good position know what kind of player you're going to be and know what you need to do to be able to be ready to play games it's, it's a good opportunity Andrew pleasure to meet you good luck Thank you very much. Also participating in the player development program that Andrew Kalika was a part of on the development side and teaching side, former Indian slugger Travis Hafner. He is now in the organization as a special assistant with a focus on player development. And when we caught up with Travis as part of the player development program, he explained what his title means and if he's enjoying it, his time away from the game as a player. It's been great. Um, the organization is fantastic and great people to work with. And it's always fun to come in and, you know, hang out with the coaching staff and, um, and stuff like that. So I enjoy being around the game and uh, it's been a great experience. And you're here with the player development program this week. A lot of the, the young kids are a little bit closer to the major leagues. And what are some of the things you try and do with them to, to at least help them out in, in maybe a small way? Yeah, like as far as with the hitters, we're just kind of looking at their season, uh, having them self-evaluate, like what they think went well, what didn't go well, uh, kind of throwing some numbers at them and then like, you know, just kind of preparing them for the off season. Like maybe here are some adjustments to make that you can work on in the off season. So, you know, when you do come back uh, next spring training, you're in a better spot ready to go. Another special assistant that our fans on the radio are familiar with is uh, Tim Belcher, also John McDonald too, but uh, Belch says he loves the, the flexibility of the job, the different things that you do. And, and you were saying uh, come trade deadline time and scouting time for the draft, uh, you're involved in that. And what are some of the things that you do there? Um, so I just basically am just basically limited to hitting like I do everything with hitting so I'll, I'll evaluate uh, quite a few guys for the draft um, we'll look at Latin America kids and you know we sign those those guys at like 16 years old so um, a lot of stuff on the amateur side and then you know also um, potential free agents trade guys stuff like that just kind of looking into some different hitters and um, giving opinions on those guys I know some players get, get done playing and they dive right into full-time coaching. What makes this the ideal situation for you? 
Um, kind of like what you talked about, just having the flexibility, like, you know, I love my family. I want to be around them, like, as much as I can. And I enjoy coaching my two oldest in baseball, and soon it'll be like I'll be coaching all three of them in baseball. So I love just hanging out with uh, my family and my kids. And uh, But this still, you know, I'm still pretty involved in the organization, get a chance to be around the game. Like, I love the game of baseball, and it's just, you know, it's it's fun to have an opportunity to hang out with the minor league guys or the big league guys and just kind of help them or encourage them in any way that I can. Travis Hafner joining us in, uh, in the organization now as a, a special assistant. You were playing here in 07 when the team had a, a great run to the American League Championship Series and now a, a, an extended run of, of good play for this team. How closely do you follow it? Obviously in the organization you do, but uh, what is it like for you having been through some good success here as a player? It, it, well, it's fun. Like, um, my whole family is, like, locked-in Indians fans. Our boys love watching the games. They got, like, they probably all got, like, five or six Indian shirts. So, um, I mean, we, we love watching the Indians. We root them on. Uh, it's been cool, like, to go to spring training or even, you know, they're in Tampa. We got to take them uh, onto the field for BP, and, you know, they get to meet some of their heroes, and um, it's, it's been great. All right, Travis, great to see you as always. Thanks for coming back. All right, thanks, Rosie. That's Travis Hafner, one of the more popular Indians players back in uh, the early 2000s and uh, on in to uh, 2010 and beyond. And certainly great to have him in the organization, lending out some of his wisdom and expertise, especially to young hitters in the system. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Great to have you with us. We will join you next week as, uh, again, it's not the hot stove editions of Tribe Talk yet. Thank goodness that means the Indians are in the postseason and they will be playing next weekend in Houston. We'll join you next weekend from Houston for our show, so we certainly look forward to that as the Indians begin postseason play with the Astros. As always, thanks to Brian Matze for his hard work putting together each week's show. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey.